This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother, no spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Kate. Okay, we love. have 103 episodes left. We are more than halfway through this entire series. We did it. Halfway. Can you believe it? That's a huge, that is a huge deal. I, there are very few things, I've said this before, there are very few things that I have stuck with. The commitment. To this extent. And now it's like, we're this far in. <laughs> we're this far in. We're this far in. And the thing is. You and I have been friends for our entire lives, so this mm-hmm. is just a drop in the bucket. It really is. It's Until like high school. About, you like, know, it's like a four-year chunk right now. Right. But it's like, how will our lives be different in four years? It's like trilogy time where they like <sighs> jump forward. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. In four years' time, we'll just be transmitting it directly to your brains. <laughs> That's some uh Elon Musk will come up with some ugh. sort of new podcast apparatus, you know. <gasps> that will totally disrupt the system, man. Oh jeez. <laughs> Innovation, disruption. Gotta hate it all. Oh anyway. Bleh. Anyway. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you. I missed you. I missed you too. And thank you so much to Chris for sitting in last time. Um I very very much needed a selfish. Mm-hmm. Uh and Caitlin was was quick to to offer it to me, even though I was not quick to take it. I know. I'm like, I'm like sitting in the hospital, and I'm like, I might be able I'm to like, be home. And you're, you're like, Kate, fucking take a selfish. That's what selfishes are for. I know. I'm like, you're in the hospital with your sister because her husband was sick, and like, yeah, you needed to be there to support her. Yes, we need to record hook. <laughs> that is. Of the utmost important. It's such an important episode. The fans, they're they're depending on it. Hooked is really a pivotal moment. (laughs) It's the linchpin of the the series. It really seemed like Carrie Underwood was going to be a recurring character. (laughs) 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 Oh my god! Sorry, that's Um, that was loud in there. Speaking speaking of the selfish, I just want to give everyone an update. First of all, thank you. I saw. Several familiar names mm. from the HB family on the GoFundMe for my niece, who, if you missed it, she's nine months old and she has cancer, so everything's terrible. Um, but we've gotten some good news since then about the severity and about um, treatment. So things are looking good. And we're very, you know, we're cautiously optimistic, yeah. but she's able to be home a lot more than they had feared um she's gonna be home through the new year so she gets to have her very first christmas at home uh which i know i I know i know i can't think about it too much because then i get sad but she's she's great i saw her a few days ago um and you know none of this is is bothering her Mm -hmm. very much as of yet i mean it's very early but isn't that wild how it's like for us it's so hard but they don't know I know. I know, know. Like know. here's here's uh, this was probably like a, a shining example of that. Is I'm holding my, I'm holding my niece. We're in the hospital. My sister's husband has like horrible food poisoning or something, and f- like literally cannot be there to help because he is just like shitting his brains out. So he's feeling helpless. My sister's feeling overwhelmed. They had just found out that she had cancer, and the social worker comes in, and she's just talking to my sister and like trying to learn about her and she's like how do you have other kids at home and my sister's like i'm pregnant and starts crying and emma's just like do 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 in her little yogurt soft things or whatever and yeah just the yogurt drops you know yeah the yogurt drops loves them so we are hopeful that this will all just be much like how i met your mother stories we tell her someday you know yeah just a flash in the pan yeah right so it's it's i i'm just really thankful to everybody yeah. who who was able to give or even just share the GoFundMe. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it really changed my sister's um, outlook and she feels a lot less stressed out. So thank you guys so much. Now let's just get into, you know, the real reason we're here. 
I put up a poll on Twitter to see if people have been the hooky or the hooker in their own lives. And over half of the people that responded have been both. They've been on someone's hook and they have had someone on their hook. Um, where do you fall on this, Caitlin? Did you talk about this with Chris? Yeah, I'm, so he argues with me about this but I've said that I have been on the hook all like all the time but not a hooker and he was like that's not true you've hooked no one ever thinks they're a hooker so who's who was on your hook I don't know who was on my hook hmm. who was on you tell me who was on my hook I was on his hook you were on his hook he wanted nothing to do with me dude he was a, he was a fucking reacher that should have been backwards I'll well that's what made him so interesting is that, like, there was no reason for him to be a reach for me to be a settler, but he had asserted his alpha. Mm. But I think it was just because he was, he was at like older than me, like out of high school before we were in high school. Uh, so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's different, you know, when you're 22 or 21. Uh, see, I always thought, I always thought he was on your hook, but no, I mean, maybe- no, he always friend zoned me. Mm. I'm like, come on, let me just, let me suck your dick. And he's like, no. Caitlin. <laughs> I'm like, come on, let's make out. All right, maybe I'll make out. I'm like, I'll oh, touch my boobs. I think he doesn't know, mm-hmm. honestly, anything about himself, truly. Like, I really he don't think he knows anything about himself. Um, Very I think he does a lot of things because that's what people think he should do or, or whatever, but... Yeah. Um, Where's he at now? I don't honestly really know mm. where he's working. He was doing, earning some money through Twitch. Oh, interesting. He's like, yeah, I just get people, I get money. He goes, the only difference is I get paid when people call me gay. (laughs) He, I will always say, he pulled me out of my dark place, reintroduced me to society and helped me like, because he was one, he, nobody else was really like talking to me. You know, I had a baby, was divorced. A pariah. Or getting divorced. A pariah, you know, you know. And so I will say he gave me friendship when I didn't really have any, or know even what to do with myself and like took me along and helped me like kind of find my way mm. a little bit through not making out and yeah <laughs> but yeah like once once I and I went on a date with Chris and then on on a Monday and then Wednesday we were going back out again he was just like this guy he told me he told me when we Chris and I were dating we were, it was, was in May mm-hmm. Chris and I were dating like five months I hadn't seen him and then we hung out randomly and he told me that this was all going to be over soon and that he was going to swoop in in six months. And I said, you had your chance. It sounds like, there is, yeah, it sounds like anxiety so it, just gets in the way of him actually is, doing anything. Of everything and in, in the way of everything. But he also, it also gets in the way of him getting help for himself too, which is yeah. the worst part and the saddest part for me. And I was like, I just couldn't stand by and watch it. And he was like, I told you this. I predicted this at the beginning of our friendship. You would get sick of like, of me and, of you and not like everyone dealing else. with your fucking problems. Yeah. That's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. I have, um, I've been on a lot of hooks. I was always begging people to love me. I was like, watching Henrietta was like, is like so uncomfortable for me because oh, I was me too. such a Henrietta for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Same. So many people like I, so my, the, the girl I was <laughs> sort of seeing in college, really the, the nature of our relationship was she would come over and sleep in my bed when her girlfriend who was on the basketball team was not on campus. That was our relationship. She didn't tell any of her friends about me. Nobody knew about me. And I was just like madly in love with this person that just kept saying like, well, you know, at some point I'll have to make a decision and maybe it'll be you like this. Like we're such fools. We're such fools. And like the worst one for sure. That was the worst one. Like I remember we we only were outside together one time. Like together one time, which was like we were on the quad at at URI. Yeah. Um, but it was like dusk. It was like she did she did not want to be seen in public with me. I never the person I talked about before, I never saw him in the daylight. Like, we're foolish. So foolish. The other time that I saw her in daylight, uh, she didn't see me. I went to her softball game, and I was sitting there, 
and happened to like glance around. Her basketball girlfriend was there. Another girl was there that she met at the fucking gay club in Providence. Like no. there were probably two or three others. So like, yeah, we no. were all just like this roster that I don't think knew about each other. It was like horrible. <laughs> and there were girls on our team that she was sleeping with. So that was I, that was for sure the the worst case of me being the hook er. No, the hook so- right? Um, but I was also a hooker when I was in college. Uh, after that, it was like the next year. And this girl, I, I'm very, I'm like Ted with Henrietta. I'm very embarrassed of how I treated that girl. I have sort of been a hooker, but it, I don't even know if it counts. Cause it was like when a middle school boy asks you out and you don't really know how to turn someone down. I've mm. said that that's the only, that's when hooking should stop. Right? Like that's when we should, that. It's understandable. I, like, I don't the know. Middle like, schooler doesn't know how to like say no. The person I turned down though regret all the time. Who was it? Andy. Oh no, Caitlin! Caitlin turned down like the cutest fucking guy. <sighs> Why did you say no? Because I had just. It was when I had just moved, switched schools mm-hmm. in middle school. Mm-hmm. Like I was been there like a few months, and he was always so kind and nice He's to me. Oh God! And I wasn't sure if it was because someone had catfished me or tried to catfish me, but I had caught on early enough where then I was able to then flip it, and we were playing each other. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so I wasn't sure if like he liked me mm-hmm. or was just trying to be mean or whatever. I don't know, yeah. but he did give me a kiss on the day we graduated high school, like a lips kiss. It was, I mean, like, there's no tongue. Still. Like, so hot, so nice. So hot, so nice. Anyway. Um, anyway. Yeah, so the other girl, like, I was 20 and she was 21 or 22. And basically I used her to um, feel better about myself and get alcohol. And I, like, she let her make out with me. A LeBaron convertible. <laughs> And in at the roller rink, yeah. you don't want to burn that bridge. Don't want to burn that bridge. You really don't. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. there Actually, there were a couple of those. There were a couple of girls that, there was another one who would, like, was my friend. And, like, we tried, we went on one date, and it, I wasn't feeling it, but she was still very clearly into me. Um, but I would, you know, we would go to the gay club together, and she would drive, and I would drink. Like, and she's older, and <laughs> I was not old enough. But, yeah, so, uh, I had a period of being a fucking dirtbag. I'll, I'll say that. But it was like half a year. And then, don't worry, I got my comeuppance with an eight-year horrible relationship after that. So, so cheers <laughs> to that. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> I paid the piper for, for hooking people. Again and again and again. And again and again, and again, and again every day. So anyway, so there's that. Um, this is going to be our second to last episode of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. We are going to put one out next week as well. Um, so make sure you send in your legendary moments for say cheese. Uh, I put a note on Twitter because the time is very, very short, but we do want to get these two episodes in. So we come back fresh with white hot rage for zoo or false in January. (laughs) So, um, I, (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen, but, uh, yeah, I can't believe we're like there. I know. Zoo or Falls, I thought, like, initially was in, like, season seven. I didn't realize it was just buried in season five. But I also can't believe we're here. Like, Say Cheese is one of my favorites. It is a good one. Mostly because Lily just looks so hot. So that, I can't believe we're already at that uh, that episode. Um, and J-Lo today. We've got so much going on. So there's that. Um, the How I Met Your Father trailer has been released. I did not watch it because I don't want to watch it because I don't like spoilers. I don't want to watch it. I don't mind spoilers because I have ADHD. So then it helps me like to focus on something else. Mm. Maybe a little bit more. Um, But I haven't watched it either. Okay. Yeah. So we um, the big the big news that we shared with our patron uh, Patreon pals in November is that we are going to be doing. Mm-hmm. reactions to how i met Woo-hoo. your father episodes in the new year on video that's right you can watch me eat on camera eating on camera eating right into the camera um and this will be for patreon only because we yes. love you guys so much um you've hung with us through mm-hmm. thick and thin and we want to do something special in the new year for you guys so 
you should sign up for Patreon if you're interested in watching us talk face to face about how I met your father for as long as it's on. I keep saying that because I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to get over invested. Like, you know what I mean? I hear you. So we'll see. Um, another huge thing is Craig and Carter put new solids music up on, um, I think on Spotify and Apple music, Mm -hmm. which is really exciting. Very exciting. I wonder if they'll do another show. I wonder if the music is in (gasps) how I met your father. What if one of the songs is a theme song? Oh my goodness. We should do a listen to those and see what's up. I, yeah, I'm going to have to look. Yeah. That would be really, really cool. Um, and then let me see. I just want to see if we have any new epi- uh, reviews. I'm not sure okay. if we do. <laughs> we have not one new five-star review from Rolled Gold 123 and it just says, great job. Thanks. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate gr- it. That's the subject and the full, the full text. Just great job. We really appreciate that kind of love. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you for putting you in so the time. Much. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, that is all of my announcements. Everybody stay tuned at the end for legendary moments from listeners like you. And now let's get into Of Course. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five level members, Arjun, Adam, Tish, Johnny, and Ben. Thanks to all of our patrons for their support of the show. Our Patreon works on a sliding scale. You give what you can each month and you'll receive all the perks we offer like video recaps of how Ooh. I met your father. You can join for as little as $2 a month. Patreon.com slash HeyBeautifulPod. So I recently hosted my uncle who was up visiting. Um, he lives in the South and travels this way um, once or twice a year for work. And he usually will just stop in to say hi and to visit. And so he came mm-hmm. over and Chris put out what such a huge spread for him. Yeah. And you know what we had for dessert? <gasps> what did you have? Some Rachel's cookies and treats. Did he love it? He loved them. And of Yay. course, it was a perfect opportunity for me to bring up this family-owned and operated, woman-owned, small business that is local that uses all real ingredients and no preservatives, mm-hmm. you know, handmade in small batches. The best. And I got to bring it up and talk about the show. Because oh. do you remember what this amazing company and these people do for our for their family as well. They gave us 25% off every that order. That is right. Every order. Every Reuse order. that code. What's Reuse the code, code, Caitlin? It is all caps. It is H-B-F-A-M. H-B-F-A-M. Yes. To remind you that like you're part of this H-B family. Right. And get you some cookies for 25% off so you can get even more than you normally would. Yeah, rachelscookiesandtreats.com. Use our code H-B-F-A-M at checkout. For 25% off, and they deliver anywhere in the continental U.S. All right. This is Season 5, Episode 17, Episode number 105. Whoa. We have recorded more than we have left to recap. Oh, my goodness. wild? So crazy. Um, But this episode is of, I was going to say is of course, of course, but it is of course. Um, and it first aired on March 8th, 2010. It is written by Matt Kuhn. Did we ever? Yeah, we have Kuhn, seen him K-U-H-N. before. Yeah. So started off a little rough with columns, but then rebounded with slaps giving three oh. days of snow, like just so good. And great episode. I'm wondering if he is a friend of Courtney King because they have worked together on Fresh Off the Boat and the Doogie Howser reboot. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, they must be. I I obviously didn't look that stuff up because this isn't my episode to look that stuff up for. But I thought this was a Carter and Craig episode, just the way it's cut. Um, it's and fast all it's and really fast. All the scenes, two different musical numbers that I, was, I love. I I realize that you know I should have done the fact checking of it, but I am like I couldn't my my searching did not come up with anything fruitful about like why why were there the songs? Hmm. I know the two songs, and I'm trying to think. Slapsgiving does have a song. Mm-hmm. You just got slapped. What was another one he wrote? Three Days of Snow. That has music in it, too. Columns. What's the other plot line? Oh, it's the Jane Seymour plot line. That one doesn't have music in it. But, But, I mean, that's three out of four. I feel like Columns is an outlier. 
anyway because it really does it's like i have to every time i go i have to call it out because it's just oh it's so hard to watch um it sucks he also wrote um double date too is that when ted goes on stripper lily okay yeah well i mean that's like three out of five of his episodes have like pretty serious musical stuff in it and i feel like wonder what that's about really memorable moments that like are called you know what i mean like i yeah. remember slapsgiving is like you know just like the, the episodes are really um stick out in my mind three days of yeah. snow stripper and, lily oh yeah and they also like bang, this this bang. episode gets a lot of callbacks to it too yeah and and referenced things earlier in the mm-hmm. in the season so it's Which a real is, good again, one surprising it's not i know i know but I mean, it's it's not Ted centric, so that's usually I think the Ted the Ted episodes are very Craig and Carter. That's what mm, I'm learning. That's a good point, you know. And it's towards the end of the season when they really want to crank up the momentum and mm-hmm. get things moving. So, but good job, Matt Coon, because this is a great episode. So good, <clears throat> so good, and of course directed by Pam Fryman. Yay. <clears throat> Um, so this episode, you know, starts off pretty interesting with future Ted telling us that in a warm March evening, the police pulled the body of a 34 year old white male from the Hudson river. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. It looks almost like an SVU episode. Yeah. Like with the skyline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is this the right show? What's going on? Um, but lucky for us, we find out real quick that it was Barney and that he's very much okay. Mm -hmm. And I love the police officers, like this old timey interaction, you know, like, all right, kid, tell us what happened. Yeah. And so we get the setup of the episode where Barney was making time at the local watering hole and entered a dame. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez looking just as good as she does currently. What the Jennifer fuck? Lopez was um, my canary in the coal mine when it comes to. <gasps> figuring out I was gay because I was in high school and I was, I had a boyfriend, long-term boyfriend who was like super, super Christian. And I kept having sex dreams about Jennifer Lopez, like Mm. specifically in a limo with her. And so I would like joke about them. Like, this is so funny. Another sex dream. You know, I didn't even (laughs) fucking know what was happening, but yeah, that was definitely a, a turning point for me. And yeah, she looks, I said the peep toe shoe, the peep toe pumps, the blue bodycon. I think it's an Hervé Leger. The hair blowing. The hair, the snakeskin clutch. I mean, it's just 2010 glamour head to toe. Serving. Serving absolute glamour. So, so Jennifer fucking Lewis. hot. Just like. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I've loved her since. Well, I mean, I, I loved her in Selena. Fly oh. Girl, I mean, I I didn't watch In Living Color, but oh, I mean, my dad loved, props to her for that. loved it. I mean, I don't yeah. know that I knew it was her, but I've oh, seen right. the clips of her. For me, the, the sexual awakening was Anaconda, like of all things. She just looked so good in that movie. Like her hair was all curly and she was wet a lot of the time. I mean, it was just, you know, all the pieces were there. Yeah. So, yeah. Heidi anyway. Klum for me. Heidi Klum. Interesting. Sports Illustrated. Oh, Sports Illustrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I just love that German bitch. Yeah, I love that. Big time. Big time. (laughs) Oh, Uh, God. So good. But, yeah, so she's just total smoke show. Um, Mm I'm just, mm. and she walks right over to Barney, all business, and it's like she knows exactly what to say to him. She has this great line where she says, there's nothing sexier than a man in a fine cravat. <laughs> and Barney, like, this is the whole interaction. I mean, clearly it's a show and it was well written, but, you know, except a woman who appreciates a fine cravat. And then her, let's just call it a tie. <laughs> yeah. so it's just perfect. It's perfect. So then, yeah. you know, they go back to his apartment and she's just laying it on thick. Her body becomes a machine, fueled by desire. Like, she wants to satisfy (laughs) all of her lover's carnal desires, touching his chest, like, just pure sex. And just as they're about to kiss, she walks away and leaves. Leaves. And Barney's just like, what about my desires? What about this? And she just turns and she looks at him and says, no. (laughs) There's a word Barney doesn't hear very often. No, it is not. And so we cut right to the credits. And... Um, 
at the bar, we've got them hanging out with uh, the Aldrins, and um, we've got Don and Robin, excuse me, and yeah. Marshall and Lily. And Robin jokes that, um, you know, her and Don have kind of, like, really found their groove as, like, co-anchors. Yeah, and but they already I, look like they're dating. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I Like, I would not have been surprised if he leaned over to give her a kiss before he left. That's, I know, I because I... I obviously, I mean, I haven't seen these episodes in a while. So I was like, are they already dating here? Because I was waiting for the kiss too. Yeah. Like I went back to watch it. I was like, wait, 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 Does he give her a kiss? Does he, you know, just would have felt natural if, mm-hmm. they, you know, he were to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, as soon as Marshall leaves, he point or as soon as Don leaves, excuse me, Marshall points out that Don is so perfect and Robin needs to just scoop him up before someone else does. Um, and Lily points out it's been four months since that, you know, her and Barney broke up and maybe it's time to get back out there. When Lily says it's been four months since Barney, I, I think, I think our tie, our taping schedule makes it feel longer, but also Barney has run through so many women yes. in four months that it feels so much longer than that. And the fact it, that Robin hasn't been dating at all. I mean that, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, Marshall points out that Barney's back out there dating, which is weird because I don't feel like Barney dates. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's never been happier. Right. As happy as can be. Um, but we have like a quick cut to Barney, who is actually apparently miserable um, yeah. because Anita... And we have to point out, he doesn't even know her name at this point. Right. This woman won't sleep with him. All night, hot and heavy. And when the time came, she just walked out. Yeah. Which is kind of a perplexing problem. Like, you know, mixed signals. But Mm -hmm. the Mosby boys are on the case. Mosby boys are on it. (laughs) And Ted realizes that it all kind of sounds familiar. And she must have read this new book. Which is, is it, no wonder you're still single. Take a look at yourself, you dumb slut. Of course you're still single. Of course. Oh, my God. Duh. <laughs> of, course. of course. Of course you're still single. Take a look which, at yourself, you dumb which slut. Which to me feels like a reference to he's just not that into you. Yeah. Right? It's like that yeah. same kind of tough love for the ladies. And I, the movie came out, I looked it up, in 2009, which was the yeah. year before this. So that movie was so bad. Oh, my God. It was bad painful the movie was so bad and then the end of the movie like disproves the whole book because she was this like exception to the rule it's like unbelievable so yeah it was so So, bad it was just sexist and fucking awful it really was bad but anyway 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 so yeah um but everyone's kind of surprised at ted's reading choice but he quickly you know points out that it's robin's book and he was just kind of using it as research because it's about how you know how single women can land a guy and um as ted flips through it we kind of get like a step-by-step recap of his date with anita because ted's more or less reading from her playbook so (laughs) right so she she has a playbook that she definitely is barney's match Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. point um, you know, it starts off with like, did she, um, find reasons why to use the word sex? And this conversation, the story she shares is so good. And, yeah. and so I, it, t- the first time I was watching this again, I was laughing cause like I only heard the word sex as she's talking. Right. And then I actually listened to what she was saying. Mm-hmm. So she, so she's saying that she was driving and the light's going to change and everyone's talking at her and it's annoying, but mm-hmm. she can't just like turn around because somebody who was running fell in some horse shit. Yeah. But she says, I'm at the intersection and I only have a couple of sets Sex. before the light changes and everyone's talking and it totally sucks. But I, and I love this, but I can't turn around because a jogger slipped and fell in some horse, horse sex excrement. It's so fucking gross. And Barney's just like, uh-huh, go on. I know. Like, I love the horse sex excrement piece. That I could not handle. Um, 
did she, you know, make a lot of excuses to touch him, make physical contact, get close, and you see her, and she's, like, touching Barney, asking <sighs> if what he's wearing is cashmere. Mm-hmm. Of course not. It's merino wool with 12 microns thick fibers. <laughs> and I love a tiny fiber. <laughs> I love how she says that. Like, I feel like just the writing in this was just yes. so good, so clever. It was the more you touch it, the softer it gets. Like, it just looks good. The yeah. Opposite you want in, you know. There's definitely innuendo. Sexual here. things. Yeah. Mine's the tiniest. <laughs> so good. I love a tiny fiber. I love a tiny fiber. It's so good. Um, and then the final test, Ted says, is the next time you see her, you have to ask her out the following day because that's forbidden. And she's going to give some lame excuse. And then we get a side-by-side of Ted reading from the book as Anita verbatim gives the excuse to Barney. And she's going to, like, do something like clean the garbage disposal and treat herself to a bubble bath. A bubble bath, yeah. So Barney calls her out on his on her shit and saying, like, you're just trying that. Of course, you're still single. Take a look at yourself, you dumb slut book technique, which is just bullshit. And the reason that Barney hates it is exactly why it works. It helps to weed mm. out the scumbags mm-hmm. who only want to sleep with the women yes. they're on dates with. Yes. And the book, is, the book is specifically trying to help women get a husband, not right. to get, not to date. Right. And so if you just want to date or if you just want to like sleep around, that is fine. But if you want a partner, you want to avoid people like Barney. And so this book basically tells you how to do it. And the, like the number one rule or not rule, but like one of the reasons is that like you don't sleep with a guy until the 17th date. Not like 17 days. Right. <laughs> the 17th date. That's months. That is months. How, <laughs> this was my question, how long have you ever been able to wait to have sex with someone you were interested in? Has it ever been 17 dates? No. I am first or, <laughs> first I, I, or yes, second I, date I slept DD, with, DTF. I slept with Chris the first night. Yeah. With Liz, it was... It was, I think, third date. I was gonna say, like, it's you know, typically it's like the third date is like the big one. Yeah, because we we met and we had dinner, and then mm-hmm. we had like a breakfast date. That was our second date, but I didn't sleep I, over. It was like another. It was like a couple days later, and then the third date, I went to her house, and yeah, that's when it happened. So, mm. it's a little sleepover. Mm, so yeah, that I think that might be the longest. <laughs> Right. Yeah, Chris's bait like worked. His bait real well, but he was just being like, tr- well, I mean, like he's always trying, but um, <laughs> he like was genuine. Like, I don't want to bring you home. Like, do you want to come back and like keep chatting and like you know what continue yeah. the night? Yeah, like, oh. you did. It was a free meal. And look at you now. Look at us now, married for three hots in a cot. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Banging for roof. Oh, I love oh, banging for so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Barney quickly calculates how long 17 dates would last. And I love this reaction he has. Like he asks the person behind him if they are using their chair. So you think he's yeah. like, sit down. But he just sits in it only then to dramatically fall off of it. <laughs> yep. I love it. So good. Yeah, Barney is adamant to find a loophole in this book because – he wants to sleep with her because he mm-hmm. loves a challenge. You know, it's another yeah. conquest, as Robin it's says ch- later in the episode. It's a challenge accepted moment for sure. Exactly. Um, but, you know, Lily says if you're not going to, like, invest the time and take her out, like, just don't. Right. Like, give it up. Give it up. Um, <laughs> and then something that I – even though – all right, this episode was 2010. Mm-hmm. It's 2021. It's 11 years ago. But even in 2010, I feel like this would have been, like, amazing that a landline was ringing. Oh, my God. I know. That's so true. And a phone with a cord? Yeah. There's a lot of uh, 90s technology happening in this this episode. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, and remember it was called, like, it was just the phone. Then it was house phone because now it's landline now it's a landline yeah yeah but i'm like don's old so of course he's using the landline right that's true he probably just like looked her up in the fucking phone book (laughs) the yellow pages the yellow pages um i i have to say robin looks so good this entire episode the striped shirt the lace the lace shirt at the end like 
the more the more like um informal stuff is like and like less structured mm-hmm. is like really really working for her here like less frilly and girly yes works really nicely with her and we will see that continue to pay off don's on the phone with robin and he's starting to ask her out and robin's trying to let him down gently but marshall mm-hmm. picks up on what's going on he jumps right out of his chair runs over to the kitchen answers the phone pretends to be robin and who mm-hmm. then you know runs after him trying to get him to hang up but he um accepts the date and also suggests that maybe they go to a steakhouse because her friend marshall really likes prime rib and that maybe <laughs> they can bring him home some bring home some prime rib for my friend marshall <laughs> so cute it's so good he sounds it's like so the good. fucking gingerbread man from uh, he, oh, shrek right <gasps> yes i couldn't figure it out <laughs> yes oh i love it but I love that he's got Robin's best interest in heart and also, also his, his his belly. His belly. Because yeah. a guy like this is rare. Speaking of rare, prime rib, don't forget. <laughs> I love it. So good. He has I mean, he's got his priorities straight if you Yeah. Um Yeah, so we cut back to the living room where Barney's still going through the book, trying mm-hmm. to find a loophole when he realizes that the woman who wrote the book and I guess her name is Anita, is the same one he's trying to sleep with. Yeah. So this changes his original plan because originally he was just going to sleep with her, but now he's going to sleep with her. He's going to sleep with her real good. (laughs) So at the bar, Lily is marveling over Barney meeting his his match Mm -hmm. and like this just sort of the universe sending this woman to him. Uh, But it turns out this was not some organic happenstance of course Mm -mm. because this is how i met your mother there's information we didn't have which is that robin met this woman on her morning show of course none of her friends knew that because none of them watch we know that for a fact uh we get a little but um callback and then anita dives into the premise of the book which is all about the word no and she's explaining it uh and then we see it in practice because she says no to mike who, as of last episode, was on Robin's hook, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's about to fucking jump hooks here. Uh, because as soon as Anita says no to coffee, he springs into action. <laughs> and uh, Anita goes back to Robin and something about Anita feels like a like a life preserver, right? Like she feels safe enough to tell this mm-hmm. lady everything that's happened. More sa- safer than she is telling her friends, uh, yeah, I come into the same thing. Like, she, it's wild that, like, her best friends have no idea what's going on and she just spills it all to this stranger. Yeah. I mean, and I guess that's pretty classic Robin, right? I mean. True. That's, uh, she just hates seeming vulnerable, so she kind of hides it all away. But yeah. did you, uh, did you see the reason why this episode happened? That no. Colby Smulders was like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She fought back against. The she way was like, Robin, Robin wouldn't just sit there and take it. Him, yeah. like, talking about all these girls. Like, he just, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, she and she said, like, I don't think Robin would sit there while Barney bragged about all these girls he fucked. Like, I was like, holy shit. So, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm so glad that they they gave this, uh, gave this episode um, its due. And, and that just goes to show you, like, how well the. The actors knew their characters, too. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we'll talk about it at the end, but, like, Barney and Robin together at the end, like, it felt really genuine between the two of them. You know, like, Barney, we'll talk about it then, but. Yeah, and it, like, needed to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. It couldn't, like, because we've, he's been just treating her like shit. And and this is, it's just nice for there to be some accountability. Yeah. Because I, they could not have gone back to being friends without it. So. No, no. Um. Anita says Barney needs to be taught a lesson and then she can break him. And Robin doesn't believe it at first, but then here comes Mike with all these coffees for, for Anita and barely looks at Robin, whose hook he was just on. Mm-hmm. And so now Robin's a believer. And at first she wasn't going to do anything about it. But then Barney just gets up to his old fucking tricks again. And he's talking about how he banged this girl that was like mm-hmm. Robin, but younger and bigger boobs. Like there's just no limit with him like there's no boundaries because she hasn't said anything and and he's a fucking sociopath so um she calls she calls anita right from the table after he says it 
And I love the shot of of J-Lo in this living room reading her science magazine. I know. And in comes Mike with her martini. <gasps> and she's just like, thank you, Michael. <laughs> I love it so I much. I love it's Michael. I know. And she's sort of like, she's just doing this weird thing where she's like sort of like a leaning back, just watching it and just being so happy about it. Um, and yeah, so she, this was all a flashback to, to explain to Lily and Marshall that you know, this all happened when she was in her mourning period, which was at some point in the the near past. Um, and Lily understands, but Marshall is is confused. Yeah, and <laughs> so cute. Uh, again, like again, it just surprised me that it's not a, a Baze and Thomas episode. I know, because, like I know. So we we will get this scene repeated every time it comes to the yes. attention of Marshall, Ted, and Barney. And like the scene gets bigger and bigger. The layers every time. of it. It's so yeah. Good. The layers. It's so good. And so Marshall's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like Robin, like they're having like some pillow talk, mm-hmm. you know. And he's like, Robin was crying like real tears. I just. Makes me so sad. And so like he realizes about all the times that he was super insensitive. And Marshall has this amazing perception of the roles in a relationship where he says, like, you're supposed to stop me from making a fool out of myself. <laughs> but yeah, so we see uh Marshall at the bar and he's talking about how Barney has been really active. Sexually. Bang. 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 And then it evolves into the song we all know and love. Bang. 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 Bang, 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 bang. It's just really catchy. It just is. It just really is. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I have definitely, I will say this. I have sent the GIF, or I sent the GIF of the bang, bang, bangity, bang to most of my friends, probably you included. Oh, yeah. When I've gotten it. The night, the day after Liz and I hooked yeah. up for the first time. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I couldn't I got wait that to one send it. Yeah, I couldn't wait to send it. Um. So, yeah, so Ted... And Barney are strangely in a booth that is not their own. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Barney is still lamenting over the whole Anita of it all. And um, Barney is still trying to find this loophole in the 17-date plan. But Ted has found one. It has to be 17 dates worth of romance rolled into one. And truly, nobody could do that better than Ted Mosby. No. This is Ted. This is what Teddy Westside was born to do. It is so within his wheelhouse, and it's called a super date. Sounds kind of lame. How about a mega date? No, it's a, if we're doing it, it's a super date. <laughs> and I, it, it's just perfectly choreographed. You know, the backdrop f- flies away, mm-hmm. and we're in a, a horse-drawn carriage. We're at this beautiful meal, and the whole time, you know, Ted's singing. On a super day. And we saw him perform this live. I know. We saw Josh Radner and the Solids perform this in New York. Feels like a million zillion years ago. Um, And it's just, it's just so great. I love all the ways they transitioned. They played the episode too. Remember the clip of it behind them? Yeah, they played it behind them. That's so great. And, um... There's the ice skating, which was really cool. The opera, fireworks mm-hmm. over Manhattan. They both are are now on board with the super date, clearly. Even Barney is just smitten with the idea. Mm-hmm. So they have to go wash it off at the strip club. Of course. Stupid. <laughs> so now here we are. It's Saturday night. And <clears throat> Marshall and Ted and Lily are at the bar. But an hour before, we see Robin who's dressed like the classiest, most expensive prostitute ever, who's surprisingly excited to go out with Dawn, like getting ready for her date. Mm -hmm. and Because we have two dates in one night. We have two dates in one night. Mm -hmm. We have Dawn and Robin and then Anita and um, Barney. Barney. And so as, you know, Robin's getting to head out, Ted's like, oh, yeah, I know you're going to have a great time, but not a super time like Barney and Anita. And then he starts to go on and on about the super date. And now that we know Robin's upset, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like the camera hangs on her face for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I kind of had jumped ahead. But after that interaction is when Robin then decides to cancel the date with Don. Yeah. And so 
as Ted was explaining what had happened, and we cut back to the present with um, everyone at McLaren's, Marshall is just outraged by how unobservant Ted is and what a jerk he's been. Such a guy, you know? Yeah, such a guy. And, like, he's just so, you know, evolved and elevated. Since yesterday. <laughs> Since yesterday, yeah. And, um, and again, we have the same reaction where Ted realizes that he has been such an insensitive jerk. And we mm-hmm. cut back to Marshall singing the song at the bar. Yep. And then Ted joins in, and they and they're both of them start singing and doing this little like jaunty little dance. <laughs> yeah. Aww. And back at the bar, Ted's like, "Oh shit!" Like you know, where is she? And everyone barges into the bathroom, and we see Robin crying. Aww. I have a feeling that that bathroom scene was cut. Like I feel like there was probably more like dialogue that happened in the bathroom, and I kind of wish that I saw it. You know, like it was, it was a very sweet, like, oh, they all ran in. Like you guys. But then she like ends up at the gun range. So like. What happened? What happened in there? You know, so I, I wonder if there was, there was more to that. I would have liked to have seen her talking to her friends, but that probably would have yeah. made her feel better than she wouldn't have had the Barney scene. So, so yeah. True. But she could have been like, uh, you know, I'm just going to hang out tonight by myself. Yeah, that's true. And then they decide to go and rough up Barney. Um, (laughs) They leave her alone to go fucking beat his ass. So they show up at the the Fortress of Barnitude and (laughs) Marshall punching the stormtrooper's head off is such a good moment. I'm angry at you. I'm angry at me. I'm angry at Ted. And to be honest, I'm still a little angry at the Empire. And so they confront him I love about. That, oh, go ahead. I love that line one because I love that he brings up the empire. But mm-hmm. I love that he's like he's angry at you, Barney. But he's also angry at himself. Like I love yes. that they they didn't have to include that. Yeah. But I love that like Marshall was feeling that remorse for yeah. how he had been so insensitive towards right. his friend. So. And um, they come in to confront him about Robin's mourning period. Of course, Barney also didn't notice the mourning period. Oh, <laughs> such a guy, right? Mm-hmm. It's not Ted Don't and Marshall are like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh. And uh, Lily comes in with the truth. She's like, have a seat. I'm going to tell you, like, the times I caught her crying. And so we see this these flashbacks to episodes earlier in the season. We see her saying, okay, I'm leaving. And that was from the playbook. Mm-hmm. And then the dibs on his wings, which was rabbit or duck, more recent episode where she picks up his wings and starts crying in the kitchen and eating them. And then Barney coming in on the spoons for the the third verse of bang, bang, bangity, bang. And Barney is so overwhelmed with guilt that Mm -hmm. he pukes in the stormtrooper helmet. So, yeah. Poor guy. Which is gross, but not the grossest thing he's done in that helmet. Storm pooper. Barney, knowing Robin as well as he does, knows exactly where she is. She's at the mm-hmm. sh- the the range, or what do you call? Is that what it's called? The range, the gun range. Yeah. Okay. I've, I don't know why I picture that with that's outside. I was like, she's inside. I don't know what it is. And and Robin took Marshall to the gun range. No, that's right. When when <laughs> Lily left. That's right. That's right. Um. So yeah, she's letting off some steam, clearly upset, has been crying, but tries to pretend otherwise. And mm-hmm. so Robin and Barney, Barney finally talk. And she's like, you know, of course I'm upset. Like, all you do is talk about all your conquests, all the women that you're sleeping with, and it just makes her feel like she was just a number. Yeah. And, you know, because this is a television show and we were able to watch it, we know that that wasn't the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but that's how she's feeling now, that, you know, seeing how Barney has just quickly gone back to his old ways. Yeah, he and, just compartmentalized it without a thought. Yeah. Um, you know, and I I felt for Robin in this situation because she says, you know, um, here you are like going off on this amazing date with Anita. You don't even know her. Mm-hmm. Why does she get this and not me? And it just yeah. like. Even when you know, like, the relationship wasn't good or whatever, like, it still stings to see somebody making an effort for somebody else when they didn't or wouldn't make an effort for you. When the truth is, you didn't get this kind of date because you were with Barney and not Ted. Right. Like, and that's that's like so interesting. I'm like, is that really Ted's idea? (laughs) Even if she didn't want that with Barney, even if, like, yeah. 
again, you should know Barney well enough to know that it's just one of his tactics. Yeah, but, but even whatever, that, it's still, effort. It's all this effort that she feels right. like she did. The get. effort. Right, yeah. right, right. Like, wasn't she worth it? But mm-hmm. you can't really think about it in those terms. Anyway, but Barney really does care about Robin. You can see it on his face. Like, he looks really genuinely upset for having hurt his friend because mm-hmm. um, he does care about her as a person. Yeah. And so in order to make amends, he says, you know, I'll do anything you want. Just name it. <laughs> and she just kind of like offhand says, like, are you like, don't sleep with Anita. <laughs> so, yeah. So she's like, he's like, all right, done. I won't do it. And she's like, come on. Of course you're going to because you're taking her out on this super date. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not. You are. And, and so... Robin and Don get to go out on Ted's super date. Yeah. And it was, you know, future Ted says that she finally got to go on her super date with a guy she really deserved. But there was one little loose end. There was a little loose end. And before before I get to the loose end, I remember watching this and I thought that Barney took her out at first, but then they yeah. like pan and or the the carriage driver moves and you see that it's not. I mean, obviously that's the best way for it to end, but it kind of would have been sweet if he had taken her to all yeah. those things. I think they would have gotten back together though if that had happened. Um probably. You know, just sort of circumstantial mm-hmm. like circumstantial hotness, circumstantial romance will get you to. Yes. Um <laughs> clearly cuz Barney and Ted almost made out just from singing Super Date. So, um at the bar, everyone's at the bar while while Robin's out on her date, and Anita comes in hot because Barney stood her up, and she's just, so I mean, looking like a smoke show. It's like green giraffe print dress, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's working. Um, she's just completely incredulous that this has happened to her. She says, nobody stands me up. And now- She's breaking all her rules. She's breaking all her rules coming down here, just looking like a thirst bucket, and- Anita experiences the power of no completely unintentionally. If Barney had known all he had to do was say no back to her. That would have been. That would have been. I mean, that would have been a, a, a done deal. But uh, just from the bottom of his heart, he's saying, I can't do this because I promised a friend. Like, mm-hmm. And so he tries to bargain or she tries to bargain him down like 10th date, 5th date right now before dinner. And she looks. I love this part where she looks over at Ted. And she's like, are you interested? He's like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like she has to like prove that like she can still. She's so funny. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, So she keeps trying to walk away, but keeps coming back. And then eventually she whispers this final offer in his ear. Um, (laughs) And I, I was wondering what you thought that offer was. I immediately went anal. What's RCA? Reverse cowgirl anal. Oh my God. Is that a thing every guy wants? I heard it on Armchair Expert where Kristen Bell and Dax were on it and, and she's joking. He said something and she was like, oh, not RCA. And he just like was the last thing he thought she was going to say. And he just like burst oh out laughing. Oh, my God. I've never heard of that. I mean, I was, think, I was thinking anal. I mean, for a reverse cowgirl. But I guess I mean, like I've thought of, I guess it makes like, maybe it was like, I'll let you put it in my butt in the bathroom right here, right now. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why he had to. The reason I want to know, it had to be something extreme because this is why Barney ends up <laughs> in the Hudson River in March. <laughs> I love he just gets up. Because it's March, guys. Like, he probably should have died <laughs> from that. I mean, just because it was a warm night does not mean the Hudson River is warm after all of that uh, winter weather. Um, so yeah, we know Barney's a good friend, right? And when it, when it comes down to it, Barney's a great friend. And this is another way that he has put his own body on the line to prove it. Um, plus his wallet, $500 ticket, which is, you know, nothing to him. So the cop that, you know, gives him the ticket and says, I hope it was worth it. Just Mm -hmm. as the fireworks hit over the Manhattan skyline. So he knows right where Robin and Don are and they have a big kiss Back at the apartment, Robin comes out of her room and everyone's there hanging out in the living room and Marshall looks real excited. He's like jiggling with energy. He's like, so how'd it go? And they all want to know. And she's like, well, you know, it's pretty good, pretty well. And they keep pressing it. But how long? Pretty well. I love it. Pretty well, yeah. I love it. It reminds me of Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry uh, David. Let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. 
She's like, although one thing did happen. And she turns and she's got this like beautiful grin. And she starts in with a bang, bang, bangity bang, 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 bang. And Marshall pulls out a banjo lele. <laughs> That's what it's called? That's what it's <gasps> called. A banjo A banjo ukulele. Oh, I love it. Right? And then they all yeah. do bang, bang, bangity, bang in front of Barney. Yeah, and Barney's just kind of sitting there like, all right, all right. And that's how these this weird group gets over in incest, basically incest dating, which is funny. Yeah, because Robin dated Ted. Yep, and they had to get Barney. over that. And now this one. Oh, Evay. But then it's just like a lightness, you know, yeah. like, all right, we can move forward. Yeah, this is this is over. Yeah. I forgot to bring up the name of the French restaurant. Oh, Le Tombeau de Culottes. Yeah. The panty dropper. Pain. Yeah. Basically, which I love. <gasps> Me too. Me I too. Know. I love that so much. I remember when I first heard it, my French wasn't as good as it is now, obviously. And I was like, culottes. I wonder if that means like something with underwear. But I didn't like look it up. But now that I just like know what it means, it's awesome. That's really that's excellent really cool. writing. Excellent writing. It really was. <sighs> All right, are you ready to get in? Or well, I guess we should say how. What did you think of this episode, Caitlin? I would say that it bang bang bangity bang bang bang. bang. It bangs, yeah, right? It total bangs. banger. It total. It is Such a banger. A good one. I mean, we have a great cameo from Jennifer Lopez, mm. just serving it up, serving looks, mm-hmm. serving mm-hmm. attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, just did a great job. Also did a great job, like coming apart in the end, like falling apart, mm-hmm. um, which was great. Yeah, she's a great. She's a pretty good actress. She is. I mean, don't sleep on her. Go see her rom coms. They were great. Made in Manhattan. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, Selena, hello. Come on. So, yeah, shout out, shouts out to Jennifer Lopez, who will always be uh, my number one. And Every um, time Selena's on TV, you have to watch it. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Oh, that purple outfit. Uh, uh. Love her so much. Um, and it was great to have the resolution between Barney and Robin. I think Kobe was totally right mm-hmm. about, about, Robin needing justice, you know, like she needed that, that kind of accountability. Otherwise it's just like, Oh, okay. So Barney just gets to treat his friends like absolute dog shit. And Robin just has no soul. Like that's it. it, There's a, yeah, there's like a difference. There's a difference between sort of, you know, keeping your stuff to yourself and not Mm -hmm. feeling anything at all, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Robin's just more private. And I feel like if Robin, if they hadn't given it to Robin, it would have made it made her character feel like something like Claudia, like somebody mm. you know, mm-hmm. someone who's a part of the show, but like we don't we're not invested in them. We don't care yeah. too much about her story. Right. Because you know? I mean that we showed all the stuff that Barney was going through mm-hmm. after they broke up, but we didn't see any of the Robin stuff. We just saw her being like, Oh good, classic uh, Barney, you know. Right. Dibs on his wings. So I'm really, really glad that she got she got a voice in this. I'm so, yeah. and I mean, I love I love everybody like that does anything on this show, and I just think that it was so great that they listened and took that and ran with mm-hmm. it. Because what a great episode we got! You so, know? so good. so good. All right, well, let's get into these legendary moments. Ooh. Remember, friends, legendary moments are your favorite piece of the episode. It can be whatever you want. It is your mm-hmm. moment. And patrons get there to read in their entirety. Yay. Some of you like to test us on that. <laughs> First up is Kalpesh. Kalpesh says, hi. Of course you're still single. Take a look at yourself, you dumb slut. Why, why, why would you even pick a book by that name? <laughs> Anyways, my legendary moment is the song. It's truly infectious and you don't need any context. I've used it a million times to tease my friends. And I wish you girls and this episode singing the bang, 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 bangity bang. Smile of face. I feel like I just read that like Siri. <laughs> love and a lot more love, Kalfesh. Aw, thanks, buddy. Okay, Thank next you. up is Rick. And Rick says, hi, ladies. Great episode. I could point to so many great bits. My legmo is obviously the twist reveal of Robin's reactions to Barney whoring around this season. Mm, good one. My favorite move of the Himian writers is to reveal another perspective of the story that the audience didn't initially see to reframe frame the entire course of events. Amen. 
like learning about Barney's sabotage of Marshall's dating life throughout season two. Audience misdirection. Yeah, totally. Uh, runner up is the super date montage. Gotta love that whimsical, magical realism of him yim that you don't see in most other modern sitcoms. Still bummed I missed Jad Rad- Josh Radner singing it at the Solids Charity Show in 2019. Oh, Rick, it was amazing. It was, it so, was good. so good. Uh, he did sort of like a, there was almost like a, like a metal ballad feel to it, right? Yeah. He was like, yeah. Super date. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, lastly, Barney's got nerves of steel to resist whatever Jennifer Lopez whispered in his ear, even if he had to jump into the Hudson River. By the way, I've jet skied on the Hudson. The water's not that bad. <laughs> P.S. Two more episodes. Oh, God. He means until fucking Zuer falls. I it's think. so funny because the next uh, legendary moment also mentions uh, Zuer falls. Oh, Jesus. And this one comes from Nisha. Nisha, I can't, I'm sorry, Kate, you're always so much better with the name. I think it's Nisha, and she has Nisha. two. Because, yeah, so uh, I read the one from Hook. Oh, perfect. Okay, good. Yep, so I did that. I was real proud of myself. I did all the things. Yay. And um, you left it on right, so I, fe- I could see it for this one. So good job. Yeah. See? Crushed it. Thank you all. Um, so Nisha writes in um, for, of course, it's no doubt is the song Bangity Bang, and it's something mm-hmm. that her and her husband reference often. She also writes some more, but then puts in at the end, that's enough rambling for me. I'll be back for Zuer False. I'm one of the few people who actually like that episode. <gasps> I'm tempted, probably tempted to become a patron purely so you have to read the email in full. Oh, do email it. Left. I mean, totally so do, do it. it. Absolutely do it. Nisha. You do won't. It. You won't do it. Do it. <laughs> you won't do it. No, that would be, I would, I listen, I am open to other perspectives, but I think that they are wrong. And that's what opinions are. <laughs> <laughs> We're all allowed to have them. I I do not see myself coming out of this feeling better about Zoo or False. I felt better about Victoria, but I feel like those are two very different things. Very different things. You were you were anti-Victoria based on her. I still hate face. Victoria, but I like Ashley Williams. Well, there it is. Because Ashley Williams gave you a cupcake. It was delicious. And she's adorable. And she's fucking adorable in person. Oh my god. Her low-waisted pants and like the like sort of crop. The crop? Oh, just set and trends. Been trying to replicate that look. Just set and trends. Oh my god. So good. Okay, Um, uh, last but not least is Tish. Wait, was Nisha's done? Yeah, no, I just it just she brought up all the things that we talked about, how we loved like the reveal, how you know, the song got bigger and bigger, included more characters, all yeah, the callbacks yeah. of the episode. The episode was just so good. It's a very, very good one. Um, yeah. So thank you, Nisha. Last but not least, we have our buddy Tish. And Tish says, hey, I'm hoping I got this in on time. She literally sent this in as I was adding the legendary moments to the doc. So <sighs> nailed it. Uh, there are so many moments from this episode, from the bang song to the super date <laughs> to the super date song to how angry Marshall was. But my ledge moment has to go to all the callbacks, especially how we already saw the scene with Barney and Robin Mm -hmm. where he's describing the girl he hooked up with. Robin says she has to leave and you think that's the end of it. However, in this episode, we find out that she left and was crying. Regards, Mm -hmm. Tish. Yeah, that was masterfully done for sure. Mm -hmm. What's your legendary moment from, of course, Caitlin? So when I first pulled up my doc to write my notes i went all the way down to the bottom where i write my legendary moment and wrote bang bang bangity bang yeah i was like oh duh of course has to be you already knew moment. that's what it was gonna be no but yeah but ta- like then doing the notes talking about this episode with you yeah just seeing all the different things about it that really kind of pinpoint why i love how you met your mother mm. and it's not a craig and carter episode i know so, it blows my mind. So for me, it has to be the whole episode. I just oh, that's nice. All of, like just the different pieces. How it like another writer knew the characters and the story so well that they were able to make it feel like a Craig and Carter. Yeah. So I guess it's that's a map, like a writing, like the writing. Yeah, like is the your, writing is your. Yeah. I think that's a really good one. Um, the sexcrement. I mean, like sex, all of it. The writing was very, very good this episode. Um, I think. For me, it's a tie between Jennifer Lopez. Yes. Everything she does, everything she wears, everything she says, and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the apology moment between Robin and Barney. Yeah. That just was really sweet, and it it needed to happen 
to, like you said, to sort of keep Robin on the same playing field as everybody else. You know, she doesn't get a lot of um, interiority a lot of times because Mm. she's sort of closed off and like she came into the group late and it's just always nice to see what Robin's like when she's alone, you know, you don't get very Mm -hmm. much of that. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it to those two. So I'm very happy that they, that they took Kobe's recommendation and, and did her character justice. Yeah, I agree. We got some smolders justice on this episode. All right. Well, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time for Say Cheese. Oh, so so make sure to send in your legendary moments to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to put in the subject line the episode Say Cheese so we can find it easily. Um, we also want to say thank you to our most delicious sponsors, Rachel's Cookies and Treats. Don't forget to get your cookies with that 25% off coupon code. If you love this recap, please leave us an Apple podcast review. You could just tell us that we're just great. Yeah, just say good job. That was totally fine. Yeah. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher so you never miss a recap. We hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's obviously going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gordon and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All. Yay! Yay!